we're, we're commanded to love our enemies. And they're not our enemies, but if, we're, if I'm commanded to love my enemies, then certainly I'm commanded to love difficult family members. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot. As always, I'm joined by Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church. And our special guest today is Stuart Sanders, pastor of Tomball Bible Church here in North Houston. As always, we invite you to leave a comment for us, and then we get to know your thoughts as we address these important issues. Pastor, we're coming up on Mother's Day here in 2018. And a lot of churches, including our church here, we honor our mothers during those services as we rightly should. We should honor our mothers all year long, of course, but this is sort of a special day when we do that. However, I'm thinking sometimes there are certain homes where you know, children, it's, they find it difficult to honor their parents, maybe for things they have done or maybe past history, those sort of things. How do we honor the spirit of Ephesians 6.1? You know, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. This is a a command in, in the Ten Commandments to honor our mothers and fathers, but maybe there's a difficult relationship there, a history. How do we honor our parents when it's when it's sometimes difficult? Yeah, that's that's a that's a big issue for lots and lots of, of people, uh, and and you have it not only with your own parents, perhaps in the case of some, but then mm-hmm. also where marriages occur, mm-hmm. then you're dealing with in-laws, mm-hmm. so the parent parents of the person you've married. Um, we are commanded to honor our parents. We've got to take that to heart first and foremost. You know, let the scriptures really uh, speak to us and instruct us as Christians as to the fact uh, this is non-negotiable. This is mm-hmm. a command from God. This is something that I'm to do. And, and so regardless of how difficult it may be to do that, let me be sure that I honor my parents and the parents of the person I'm married to. I want to honor them. Um, how we do that, I think, somewhat differs based upon whether they are a believer or not um, in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't ever expect um, lost people to live like they're saved. I'm not mm-hmm. surprised when their perspectives, if someone doesn't know Jesus, when their perspective doesn't match the scriptures, when their attitudes don't match the scriptures, when their behaviors don't match the scriptures. And so uh, if, if my parents aren't saved, if my in-laws don't know Christ, then I think uh, I'm called to to a great patience with them, to love them patiently, just as the Lord loved me patiently mm-hmm. before I came to know Him. Um, we we deal with them in an attitude of mercy and patience. Uh, we absorb um, offense. We absorb mistreatment. Uh, we understand there's a place even for suffering for the sake of the of the gospel, for the sake of Christ. And so um, we're, we're commanded to love our enemies. And they're not our enemies, but if, we're, if I'm commanded to love my enemies, then certainly I'm commanded to love difficult family members. Mm-hmm. So I want to honor them, I want to love them. It's going to involve a lot of patience. If we're talking about a believer, then we can, can sit down with them and reason through our differences mm-hmm. um, and let the scriptures be the standard. Uh, I need to be sure I do it humbly, recognizing their unique role in my life. Um, but we can still reason together. And then we've got to recognize together where the source of our difficulty may be coming from. I'm thinking now about the book of James, um, thinking about the third and fourth chapters. So at the beginning of of the third chapter, you have um, James, the Lord through James, his instruction about the tongue and the power of the tongue. And so 
one of the things I want to do in honoring a difficult person is watch over what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, measure my words. Be careful with what, what I have to say. Then beginning at verse 13 of chapter 3, talks about wisdom. The wisdom from above versus that which is earthly, natural, demonic. Mm-hmm. And what characterizes the wisdom that is uh, from above is that it's full of peace. He says, the wisdom from above, verse 17, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. So let me measure my attitudes by those things. Am I striving for peace? Am I dealing in gentleness? Uh, Am I impartial here? Am I really willing to hear their Mm -hmm. perspective? Am I sincere in my desire to get along with them and my desire to love them and honor them? Am Am I really sincere in that? And then, uh, the chapter four, he talks about warring. Mm-hmm. And where it comes from, where, you know, what is the source of our quarrels and our fights? And he traces it uh, to its root, which is the passions at war within us, selfishness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think those are some things I want to bear in mind as I think about dealing with whether lost or saved. Mm-hmm. Which over my tongue, wh- which kind of wisdom is going to operate in my life? Mm-hmm. And if I am going to be engaged in arguments, I've got to recognize what the source of that is. It's the flesh. It's mm-hmm. not the Lord. It's it's my own selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that bottom line commitment is: I must love them. I must honor them mm. uh, unto unto the Lord. I mm. want to do it for the Lord's sake. Stuart, what about the flip side? Maybe how can parents, your father of of young kids, mm. as I, how can parents maybe help their children and teach them to honor them when they are older? What should they do? Maybe. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I think that's interesting that the commandment is given in Exodus 20 and then Deuteronomy 5, children honor their parents, but children weren't receiving that commandment. It was the parents mm-hmm. that were receiving that commandment that they need to be teaching them point, yeah. how to do that it, with, it, with the mindset that that being the commandment that connects the two tables of the law, mm-hmm. that that's the bridge between the the, the respect and the, and the reverence toward God and then the interactions with people, that the gap bridging that is honoring your parents. And so that we as parents have the role to do that for our own children because nobody else is going to do it. Mm-hmm. And if and if we as their first ever known authority in any way doesn't teach them how to do that, then why would they ever submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in any way? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's certainly upon us as parents to do that. And, and you keep in mind, you mentioned Ephesians 6, mm-hmm. the verse goes it goes further to talk about, that chapter goes further to talk about fathers not exasperating right, yep. your kids and that we, how am I dealing with this? Is, is, am I disciplining in a way that I just want the problem to go away? Mm-hmm. Or am I disciplining in a way that I truly want to bring you up in the wisdom and admonition of the Lord as the rest mm-hmm. of that verse says, mm-hmm. uh, which takes a lot of effort that it really is just going to be boiled down to effort and discipline, humility before the Lord and the good of my child, that I'm not my child's dictator and I'm not their best friend, mm-hmm. that I'm their parent. And that, that I play this crucial role and that they they see me as a broken, uh, incomplete earthly father, mm-hmm. that they should see glimpses, image bearing of, of a heavenly father that is full and total and complete, perfect and righteous. Mm-hmm. So we certainly bear that burden as mm-hmm. parents and we have to be engaged in that teaching. Otherwise it won't get taught. Yeah. Otherwise they, it will go undone because a, the child doesn't turn to Exodus 20 and say, oh, that's my verse, I need to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's me knowing Exodus 20 right. and bringing it to them to, yeah. to bear upon their lives. Yeah. Two things you said, Stuart, that I think are just so, all of it was excellent, but two things are just so valuable that I wanna pick up on. One, the thought that this connects the two tables of the law. And so mm-hmm. we should never imagine 
that our vertical relationship with God yeah. uh, will not demonstrate itself in a, in horizontal relationships. So mm. don't let me imagine that I'm really living a life that honors God if I'm not honoring my parents. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The second thing you said that I think is valuable is we are broken. Mm. Um, and, and so as we teach our children to honor us, what we're really pointing them to is a confidence in God. I think sometimes parents make a mistake in saying to their children, I'm going to make this, I'm going to simplify it, make it simplistic, but they, they say, trust me. Mm. Uh, I'll always love you. I'll always take care of you. I always have your best interests in mind. Trust me. I, I think that's a mistake. Not mm. that we shouldn't be trustworthy, sure. but what I want to say is trust me um, as you trust the Lord. Mm. I'm, I'm going to do my best. I do love you, but but I'm still someone who is a sinner saved by the grace of God, we have a perfect heavenly father. Yeah. So even where I fail you and disappoint you, the way you're going to avoid bitterness is to realize that, that our perfect God is working providentially, even through your father's weaknesses, mm-hmm. to develop your life. So put your confidence in God. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I wonder um, what role does the community of faith play in all of this, the, the church? Is, does the church have any role in helping children honor their, their mothers and fathers, or is this, this simply a contained home situation? And maybe the flip side, too. You- well, the church has a role in terms of instruction, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we're teaching families, and then families are teaching the Word of God within their homes. We have that uh, aspect. And then there's, uh, when it comes to widows mm-hmm. and orphans, mm-hmm. uh, the church has a responsibility to care for those people, but but only in a way that would not relieve believing family members of their responsibility. That's right. So if in the church, for example, we know of a a widow who has Mm -hmm. need, she has a believing child who's in our church, and the the child has the means to take Mm -hmm. care of mom, Mm -hmm. but they're not doing it, we would make a mistake to just step in and take care of mom. What we're going to do is deal with that as a sin issue and go talk with the child and say, why aren't you taking Mm -hmm. care of your parents? I mean, we're going to say it graciously, but we're going to address that issue. Mm. So the church has a role to play in terms of instruction and then within the life of the church, actually uh, applying these truths, making sure they're being applied by people as they live their lives. Yeah, Stuart, one last thing. What about on Mother's Day, what about those those, um, women in your congregation, our congregation that long to be mothers that that have not been able to to have children yet? You know, what would you maybe say in a situation like that to your church? Yeah, that's a obviously a very sensitive area that we're, and we just, I feel like I know so many Christians who struggle to get pregnant through yeah. just the, the normal means. And, and yet we find anybody can get pregnant outside of the church. It seems like that nobody else is struggling mm-hmm. with this. And so we want to be very sensitive to that. I do think though that what we can tend to do is is let the the vulnerable or or the hurting drive everything else and that we don't then we're, we're not free now to then honor those who are mothers and who have been faithful in that. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I think we do a disservice to really both of them if we don't honor faithful mothers while at the same time being very even-handed and genteel in in honoring those women who would long to be, but but can't. Because you can build in a sense of entitlement into people that God didn't give you what you wanted, and we need to all sit around and be very, very sad for that. Because there's a, there is a, 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 an encouragement that can come alongside that, that we can do in a right way, in a, in a kind way, 
by still honoring then those who are mothers and who all have been faithful in that. And we see that the Lord has been faithful and kind and generous to lots of women in scripture who were unable to conceive. Um, and so then in, in doing that, um, a way that we can be very gracious in uh, that Sunday morning service specifically mm-hmm. is to acknowledge all kinds of mo- adoptive mothers, people mm-hmm. who act as mother figures for for kids, grandmothers who are stepping in the role of mothers. It's the it's mm-hmm. the act of mothering, not the act of conception that we would like to honor and we'd like to really exalt and hold up. Because there's plenty mm-hmm. of women who serve in our nurseries and in our our student ministries, our children's ministries, who aren't mothers. Mm-hmm but they're mother figures or they're foster parents. Or, and we have a single mom in our church who has adopted and been a foster mom for dozens of children. And so how do we how do, we do that well? I think it just takes thoughtfulness, care, but also guidance by the biblical scriptures because 1 Timothy 2 talks about women being saved through mothering. That, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that not their eternal salvation, but that, that is a significant and eternal role that needs to be upholded and that needs to be honored mm-hmm. on Mother's Day or mm-hmm. any other day, but we, we set aside Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me pick up on something that Stuart just said. I think we teach our people that just like marriage is a gift, singleness is a gift too. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean marriage is not the only gift. Mm-hmm. It's good, sure. but it's not the only gift. Mm-hmm. Having children, that's a great gift, mm-hmm. but it's not the only gift. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thought. Second thought is we want to teach people, I think, we understand their sadness. We don't want to diminish the sadness, but we want to transform the sadness. Mm-hmm. We want to teach people that's not to doubt the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me give an illustration. My, my oldest son, uh, diabetic, diagnosed at five years of age. He said, uh, you know, he can't remember a time he wasn't a diabetic. He's in his 30s now. And he and I have had the discussion more than once that you could look at that because because we have dealt with it on a day-to-day basis. We see what a difficult disease it is, especially as it continues over time. It gets harder and harder mm-hmm. in many ways. And you could feel somehow like you were slighted or, mm. you know, because you have to deal with this. But what we've told him is you don't know where your life would be mm. if you didn't have that disease. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that God takes pleasure in the disease itself, right, right. but our good God designs even difficult things mm-hmm. For our good, yeah, for his yeah. glory and for our good, Christ, to, yeah. to conform us to the image of Christ. Right. So instead of mourning over childlessness, we can pray and ask mm-hmm. the Lord to give us children. Yeah. I've sat with people before who weren't able to conceive. It seemed we prayed and the Lord gave them a child. Mm-hmm. But we can we can pray. We can consider adoption, which is not talked about enough, mm-hmm. which yeah. is God Amen. giving us children just right. in another yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if our task in life is to live without children, uh, let's see God's goodness in this. And so so I agree with one thing you said, Stuart. Imagine a graduation ceremony where no one celebrated the graduate. We all mourned the people who didn't graduate. Yeah. <laughs> what, you know, yeah. That wouldn't be much of a celebration. Yeah. So on Mother's Day, it's okay to celebrate mm-hmm. uh, our moms mm-hmm. and at the same time make comments, I think, that help people yeah. look at this from the standpoint That's of right. God's goodness and yeah. His blessings. Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. Now you can find all of our social media channels at our website, straighttruth.net. And so don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. You can also find us in the podcast feed of your choice if you would like the audio-only version of this podcast. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more info, go to walkingingrace.org. Thank you.